Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I have uh, these two goofballs over here. Um, we got, we've got uh, Trip, we've got Spice God. They are producers at Studio 21X, uh, located right here down the street, River West. Uh, so thanks for being on the show, guys. Sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, you didn't bring me any Qdoba. I'm kind of pissed about that. Yeah, sorry. I gave you some yeah. of my chips, though. He did give me a couple <laughs> chips, and they were like lime flavor. Those are, that's my you shit. chips, mate. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just say, Chipotle's better, but like, Qdoba's chips on rival. But Qdoba's also like, far more convenient, because it's like, right around the corner. Yeah. Chipotle's a bit farther. But, yeah, I digress. Yeah. How are your days today? Busy. Just came from the studio, we were just working. Yeah, and I got some stuff after this, so. Damn, well, just we're just really. Thanks. Well, thank you guys for booking me a slot. <laughs> yeah, I mean. This is so kind. I mean, it was you know last minute. We were supposed to be on the seventeenth, but. But Spice had to go to Minneapolis, yeah, so. Yeah, show up there. Busy. Yeah, no, but I do appreciate you guys being flexible. For sure, yeah. Um, so you wanted that. <laughs> you wanted that. All right. Um. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's your. Uh, yeah, I don't drink. That's your lit of choice. Yeah, I don't drink. I really like that. So why why is that? Just curious. Uh, I don't like the taste. It tastes really bad. I usually don't drink something if it doesn't taste good. That's why juice is my favorite drink. It's because it's the best tasting. Man, uh, yeah. Shout out Juicy Juice. Shout <laughs> out. Shout out Minute Maid. Um, all the top name juice brands that keep Trip alive and well. Um, yeah, so here's what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy Boys. We talk about love and fear. And um, I'm interested in how creatives use those driving forces to um, just kind of how they, how that inspires them to, you know, to master their craft and just how it reflects in their creative work. And you both are, you know, you guys make beats, you guys, uh, you know, live to... Um, you know, you guys basically live at a computer all the time and uh, are always, you know, perfecting the right sound and just the right rhythms in order to, you know, make something great. And um, I think, uh, needless to say, it's a lot more, goes more into it than it looks. Right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Plenty behind the scenes. Even beyond the computer, really. The conversations in the room, the vibes, even the lighting, everything. So it's like adds to like the music. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also just it's committing to a lifestyle as well. Like what's outside of when you're making the music, you've got to kind of um, put your life in, you know, situation where you're able to make the music you want to be making. And like I think that's overlooked a lot where like it's it's hard to be like you could do it, but it's it's hard to be working a full time job and also be doing music because, you know, the you know that shit like will take energy out of you and like you need to be putting energy towards your music which is the most important thing yeah absolutely like side grinds are really hard to keep up with when you have when on top of that you also have like a primary vision yeah like a primary um source of income or like a day job or if you're still in school like stuff like that can hold you back from 
um, making that progress. And I know both of you were in school for a while, and then you chose to pursue this full time. Um, what made it like? Where was kind of like the turning point for each of you, where you decided that like you wanted to do this seriously, and like school just like was not your, you know, was not your destiny. The turning point was probably. I was at Illinois State, and I couldn't even get up for my 8 a.m.s. Yeah. I was missing my 8 a.m. maths, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I was like, I cannot do something that like, mandates that I need to be somewhere at a very specific time unless like, I want to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. So that was a big turning point. And I tried school after university. I tried community college, but nope. I tried doing music there, and I couldn't learn anything new at all, so I was like, it's way more efficient if I just learn it myself and do it. Fuck it. Yeah, where it's like, you feel like you're kind of like the type of person that you won't make the effort to like understand or learn something unless like you it's really like, see yourself drawing benefit from it. Yeah. Like, unless it's like, unless it, you can actually apply it to your life. Literally. Yeah, no, totally. How about you? Uh, well, he's talking about missing 8 a.m. I could not get up for like 1 p.m. <laughs> like, yeah. like for real, it was for me. It was just like I felt like um, I mean, in a period of going to school, like I went to two different schools. I tried about four different majors. Damn. I was an I was an accounting major. Like I tried so much shit, and like every time I thought I found what I wanted at the end, it was really like there was kind of just this thing in the background. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was making me not want to do it. But um, around last May, so like May 2018, I started hanging out with like Trip and a few <coughs> people that were involved in music. And I was like realizing that what it was is it was just music the whole time. Is that like I've been producing, but like I wasn't doing it seriously. And I was like, this is why I need to be doing it seriously. This is what I actually care about. Change the gears. But yeah. you look. But you looked forward to it, even on top of school. It's like yeah. that. What what you looked forward to was like making music. At the making end of music day. has always been what I cared about the most. Um, I mean, I've been playing. Well, I've been playing drums since I was like uh, nine. Playing guitar since I was ten. Like I've been doing music my whole life, just about. Um, and it's just like <coughs> producing since I was about thirteen years old. Like. Mm -hmm. I was in middle school just doing that shit, and all the way into college, I was just like, it was a hobby to me, and there was just a point where, you know, it had been a long time I had been doing this thing, and it kind of just was like, why is this a hobby, why am I not doing this? Yeah. And I just like, part of it was maybe just like, you know, obviously it's, you're going to want to doubt yourself. On like something like music because yeah. it's like harder to do. It's harder to succeed and <coughs> less guaranteed. You can go get a degree and you can go get a job, and like that's solidified. Like you know you have a good shot. Yeah. But with music, you really gotta like jump off the edge of the cliff and be like, this is what I want to do. Don't yeah. be afraid to put yourself yeah. out there. Right. Yeah. So for myself, it was really. I think it's a big part of it is about surrounding yourself with the right people. You gotta surround yourself with people that like know what you're doing and can like tell you like, look. Like, you're doing this right, you're doing this wrong. Like, you gotta just be surrounded by people that will advise you on what to do. And yeah. I was lucky enough to find people that told me, like, look, you need to do this. Like, you need to take the chance here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I did. Totally. Well, respect, because, um, 
think like um, yeah like especially because like you know in the creative industries like we're conditioned to to see success in that in that realm as unattainable like we we think of like how like it's kind of like you know it's, it's how we're brought up it's how we're condition to feel, you know, we get put in categories, you know, you're either, you know, you're either good at, you're good at English, or you're good at math, or you're good at science, whatever, like, as you're growing up, going to school, and then you, you know, you're supposed to go to college, study what you're good at, and then get a job, like you said, right out of college, and like, you know, things like, things like, um, the, the things that people growing up dreamed of being, like whether it's like a star athlete or a successful recording <coughs> artist or some <coughs> some other celebrity in in some form, like we're, we're kind of taught to think that that's like that's never gonna happen, you know, and and in some ways, like it's, I mean, it, it kind of like humbles you and puts you in your place, but it also like. If that is really like how you like envision yourself and like what you see yourself like, where you, you, you kind of question like how it's unattainable. It's like why? Like I want that. I want to experience that. I want to. I want that to be my reality. It's like okay, like the thing that they don't tell us is that like you can, but you have to work really hard and put a lot of energy towards it. But that energy that you put towards it is going to take energy away from doing things in the meantime, such as going to your job or going to class at 8 a.m., you know? And Especially if you're up till 4 or 5. Right. Just doing whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I wasn't making music back, back then like that, but... I think there are people that have, like, careers and are happy with their career, and that's what they do. <coughs> and we need people like yeah. that in this world. But there's also a lot of people that I think you know, are very quick to put themselves into this box of like, oh, this is what I need to do because it's safe. Yeah. And there's, at the end of the day, there are people out there that are talented enough to make it in the entertainment industry. And you've just got to like, you've got to have like a certain factor to do it. And you've got to be able to be persistent and keep going with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got to be comfortable with the idea that, you know, you might not have much money for the first, you know, bit of your young adult life and yeah. that's that's the reality of it you know you'll have friends that you know uh, i got friends right now that are graduating in the spring and they're gonna have jobs and you know yeah they'll be getting their salaries and that'll that'll be that and i'm gonna be still out here trying to do my thing and that's just kind of like what you gotta accept and what you've gotta be willing to do sure yeah where did so that being said so you both are you know you you produce like pretty much as like your source of income now um and engineering yeah recording, recording engineering i should say I, yeah i should say i, I suck at different i suck at differentiating all this yeah there's engineering being a recording artist producing because yeah. i consider myself more of a producer like at the end of the day like i want to be a producer but um as of now like the, i think like coming up is engineering is a fantastic way to make money um, sure Everyone out there to meet different artists. Too. Yeah, and to meet people and to network. Um, engineering is just like a great thing to learn. Engineering is just basically like working, like recording. Yeah, bringing the, <coughs> yeah, the vision of the artist yeah. to life. Yeah, and then, mixing it. Yeah, yeah sure. Mm -hmm. So you know, all these people come in like they have 
the lyrics written down, they have the beat, they just need to like make it sound good. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we come in. Of course. So so you guys are essentially you guys are making music as yeah. your income is yeah. a, a more broader way to put it. So you both have different answers, but where do you feel like like people started noticing what you were doing and like decided and were like, hey, like you're actually like this this that this guy's good. I feel like for me it was once people like people would look at me and I don't know what they'd think, but once they'd hear like the work I do or like the music I made myself, there it would be like a flip switches in them. They instantly want to mess with me. And I don't really have like an answer to that, but like besides the fact that like I had to show and prove, yeah. basically. Well, you were also a you were a hip hop artist for a while. Are you still doing that much? Yeah, sure. Definitely. And you're yeah, and you're doing that on the side, and like I know you performed a couple times recently. And, yeah. Yeah. So um, definitely plenty on release music right now. Well, yeah, Trip's got some heat involved. Does he? <laughs> definitely some Spice got productions in there. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, that's going to be a blend of spice. Yeah. Um, how about you, Spice Guy? Uh, what was the question again? So, where did people start noticing what you were doing? Um, about like a little under a year ago, like once I started actually showing my music to people. Because um, they also <coughs> that from, you know, about, you know, the first seven years of, of my production, I wasn't working with artists. I was like more working on electronic music, doing stuff independently. People, I would play songs like, living in my parents' house in high school, I'd be play shit for my mom and my brother. And that would be my audience. Yeah. Like I didn't have, and they didn't know anything about music, so I didn't know people that could be like, wait, this is actually good, or like, I never had that kind of feedback. And um, yeah, about around a year ago, like I started kind of like getting more into like, I had been doing EDM, but like I was getting very influenced in doing more hip hop production, and um, people started taking notice of that. Um, and the sriracha yeah. costume. Yeah, that right, too. Right. And yeah. The around costume. that same time, like I came up with the whole idea. Like I've definitely had, a, you know, my fair share of you know um, performing names for doing monikers. Music. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Spice God just kind of like took on a life of its own, and like people fucked with it. Do you actually and, like sriracha sauce? Yeah, cause I do. It's like my favorite sauce. Sriracha. He's got it clipped on his backpack at all times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love spicy food. It, hey. It is a, it's a, it's one of the best ones, um, but <coughs> put it in here, anything. I started putting sriracha on pasta. Shit's fire. Actually, it goes crazy. Yeah. Like from breakfast. Yeah. But really, it's really crazy. Um, it was just like about, it was about that I hadn't, uh, looked for people to like give me that kind of feedback. And after, you know, around seven years of doing this, I was like, okay, maybe now's the time to see. Yeah. And, um, I just got kind of put in that situation. Luckily, like people were like, yo, what, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you not doing this more? And I was like, so from there, it's just kind of been like, I just started doing it. And, you know, now, now I'm in a situation where people that I listen to and like respect will like be recognizing what I'm doing. <coughs> so that's always a good feeling to have. It's one of the most like assuring things of all time. When yeah. the people that you listen to start listening to you and they're like, shit, like, Maybe I can learn something from you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chip, you took a, I mean, you also took like a pretty big risk, like, cause I know that like, you know, you came to Wisconsin, um, and like, um, you know, you were, uh, 
living on, living on our couch for a while mm-hmm. back at the J3 Studios. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ground. I heard they're renting again. New uh, renovated one. Yeah. Are they? Oh, well. Old space. Uh, maybe I should. Watch out, J3P2 coming. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. No, uh, um, I, I refuse to, um, to, uh, do business with them again. But anyway, so, um, so anyway, um, so like you, you did like when you came to Milwaukee, like yeah, you definitely, definitely big risk. you came up, you took a big risk. Yeah. Um, I went from a regular job to making $5 an hour out of a fucking apartment bedroom size <laughs> studio. Yeah. Smaller than an apartment bedroom, like a big, big closet, like a walk-in closet. It was, yeah, it was, it was a booth of sorts. That was a studio. Um, so like, and, and so like with that, like, you know, was it really, well, like, was it intimidating, like, coming here and, mm-hmm. you know, you felt comfortable right away? It's even more comfortable when it's, like, a new place. Um, it's like, nobody fucking knows who I am. I went from being a place where everybody knew me from a long time ago, plenty of people like you, to... Oh, yeah, Tripp and I went to high school together. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, uh, HF. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um... Yeah, so I went to a place where nobody knew me so I can be whoever I wanted. And plenty of people always always say, like, they, they like, really don't know a lot about me besides, like, my name and stuff. And it's, like, I try to keep it like that at the same time. Yeah. I can't get too personal with anyone. But, like, a lot of people don't even know my first name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that is, like, the goofiest thing is that, like, yeah, like, I always knew you by... It was, yeah, it was funny, because, like, yeah, like, in high school, like, you know, when we, like, when I started becoming friends with you, like, yeah, you were, like, just this quiet dude I knew that smoked weed, and, um, like, uh, you dated one of my friends, but then, like, um, but then down the line, like, you know, I found out that, you know, you're taking music seriously, because I remember, like, uh, also Tripp did win the HF rap battle, our senior year. True. He did, um, which, uh was cool it's just crazy to see from then to now um because like i remember it was just it was funny you know the the rap battle was funny and it was it was entertaining it was only for a hundred dollars yeah yeah the purpose a hundred dollars yes i was like bet and i took it to navy pier and just like bought out of navy pier (laughs) yeah man you you've you said, I'm going to Bubba Gump. Like, I'm going to Bubba Gump Shrimp Co. It's not Bubba Gump Shrimp Co. Yeah, no, that shit's fire. First time I ever had them was Hawaii. That shit was cold. <laughs> True. That was a vibe. So, it's just been cool to see you, I guess, um, just transpire. Like, okay. how you were, like, you know, you're just this, like, goofy kid in high school that could also rap. And... And then now it's like, you know, you are actually, like, pursuing this, like, you know, full-time, like, mm-hmm. you know, you do this as, you've made this your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also weird to see, like, friends from high school and how, like, um, be, like, um, being in the same environment as people that, like, were strangers when I came here in Milwaukee and now it's like you work amongst, like, everyone everyone, all my friends know who you are. Yeah. Um, it's always like a really interesting thing to see, mm-hmm. but uh, and now it's like I never see you anymore. Yeah. Because you're always cooking. I'm always busy. You seem busy too, though. So. I stay in here as much as I can. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, uh, so let's talk about a little bit about your guys' material coming yeah, out. So I have a couple singles dropped, one featuring Spice Scott actually. Um, that's doing numbers. It's about to hit 10k on Audio, Audio Mac. Wow, that's dope. You guys collabed that's together, a, and we, you guys we collabed plenty. Wow, that's cute. We still need to drop. <laughs> we still need to drop ice cream on them. Yeah, plenty. Of People want to buy ice cream. Um, <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro, they don't even know. No. <laughs> Like, I, I try, I try not to be corny and say this shit, but people really don't know what this shit, what this shit is. This song we made, like, is hard. Okay. Well, um, I'll believe it when I see it, Bucko. Oh. <laughs> I said Bucko. <laughs> um, sure. Well, yeah, Spice, what are you working? On? I know you, you made it to the second round of the Cream City beat battle. That was. Uh, I got second place. Yeah, you made it to the last. Excuse round. me, that's right. Second. The finals. I made it to second. <laughs> you made it to second place of the Cream City yeah. beat battle, and you. Uh, so you, the, that, I'm actually about to be in Big B as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so I got that coming up on the first round. Third. First round. First battle. So you were beat up by Godzilla, um, <laughs> and he is a very prolific and very like long running yeah. DJ. Like he's been making music of. He's he's a beat battle yeah, legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, the Midwest in general. Yeah, like, he, like he's a god in that realm. So I mean, Godzilla, it's yeah. literally. So, <laughs> but I'm a spice god. Oh. Wow. Either way, it was it was just a war of gods. Yeah. Clearly. Actually, damn. It really was. was I didn't think about that. I don't think anyone thought about that shit. Except yeah. for you. Right now. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but with little help from y'all. So, yeah. so you so like he spoke very highly of you. Um, I interviewed him for breaking and entering after the battle, and like he said, like he was just saying, like you know, you were you had your beats and drops and everything was just all the right he just said everything was all the right place um and i mean that has to like that has to speak a lot coming from somebody who's <coughs> so um tenured yeah. in the scene so like what did that like what did that whole experience like mean for you like personally like with your brand and stuff um well i think like as a producer it's very hard to like have you know positive feedback on your stuff and like beginning that kind of um, feedback to push you forward um, unless you're actively working with artists and like have people like oh this is good so for the beat battle that was like first real public opportunity to kind of showcase what I'm doing and be like hey this is me like check it out and um, to have people respond to that way was incredible um, especially you know having people like Godzilla reach out to me afterwards and like tell me that he really um, thought I did well um, it meant a lot to like have people be coming up to me after the beat battle and be like, "Wow, like, I really liked you. Like, your beats were amazing." Yeah. Um, and there were like so many other great producers. Yeah, that were there were a lot of <coughs> that are very talented. Yeah, like, definitely like a couple that I've worked with since then. And, Shout like, out Wabi Beats. He lives downstairs <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there were some dope producers there. Um, I've worked with a couple of them since then, hoping to work with more of them too. I was going to ask if like that opportunity set up like collaborations. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've definitely worked with like, a, couple, a couple producers from the battle. Um, I get to get in a room with Godzilla, but I mean, Spice God and Godzilla, Spice Godzilla, that might be pretty crazy. You hear that, Godzilla? This is, you heard it on the record, y'all are, you'll, you'll gotta be in wow. the same room sometimes yeah. when you're not in a beat battle. Yeah. 
Well, I'm about to I'm about to beat up a he's in uh, Big Beat as well. Oh, where? So we're still competitors. Yeah, wow. you can't give up the song. <laughs> yeah, can't. We're not friends yet. We can't, <laughs> we can't be friends yet, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see but, how this uh, plays out. Yeah. Uh, after getting second place in that one, I got a little chip on my shoulder, so I'm determined for this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a little different setup, you know, with the week by week battles. Um, yeah. Rather so, than all in one night. So you you. So you you've done a lot of, a lot of DJ stuff <coughs> as well, um, yeah. Like with like DJ Mondo and everything. Shout out DJ Mondo. Um, so like I I had actually a, I had BG Good now because he's on the show a couple episodes ago, and um, we had a lengthy discussion about sorry about I forgive you. Um, <laughs> we had a lengthy discussion about like just the letting the energy dictate what you do on stage and just like how it's very like just like how the seamless nature of it can be like it can be like intimidating sort of mm-hmm. um do you do you feel that like um do you, do you feel like a lot of pressure like before you like go up on stage and like do deliver a set well i think as a, as a dj it's a little different because mm-hmm. um as an artist you're performing in your own catalog yeah. You know what you're doing. Um, as a DJ, you're kind of doing what works in that situation. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I did a lot of shows at the Miramar um, with the Mondo's House shows. And, like, I was still kind of newer to doing performances. And for a while, like, I wasn't quite getting the hang of, like, how to do stuff. I was trying. I was really, I feel like I was thinking about it too much. And I was thinking about, like, what do I need to play for this specific show it's a Mondo's house like, what do I need to play what's Mondo playing like what am I doing and um I think the most important thing as a DJ was when you know a month or two back um I was doing a set and I wasn't quite prepared for the set because like I had um it was like a set that I was only supposed to be doing this much during the show and then it's like oh well you got more time now and when I just kind of like was playing music and playing what I liked and like just feeling it um I think that was like when it kind of flipped a switch and I realized like how to really be feeding off of a crowd. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it definitely like, people will be like, oh, it's very easy to DJ, but um, there's a certain level of like understanding, like feeling the vibes that comes with that. And like, um, that's really what <coughs> makes the difference is like if you're in the moment and you're playing stuff that like makes sense it doesn't matter like if you're doing it right technically necessarily it's just really about like creating a vibe yeah. and that's how it is in the studio as well um it's all about creating a vibe that's really all music is yeah yeah no, it's, that is true like it's like you wouldn't play like a really like sad acoustic ballad like you know when you're hanging out with your friends that try to when you guys are supposed to be having fun it's like you listen to that shit yeah. when you're like reflecting on the, the failures of yeah. life, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, no, music is, it's, it's all relative to your surroundings and the, and just, like, the various, like, components of your environment and, like, you know, that, I feel like, because, like, I like to, I like to go on walks a lot and, like, have my headphones in I feel that. and I just close <coughs> out the rest of the world and I listen to my music and just, I like to go out in the nature a lot when I do that. Chip, you like performing? Yeah, it's definitely lit. As long as it's like under the conditions that I enjoy most. Like I like having live auto tune a lot. 
when I uh, perform because I record with autotune, so it just it's just fun. I get to play with the melodies, do it different when I perform. I can hit harmonies and shit. Yeah. But um, I'm not so lucky to do it every time. So shows I don't have autotune, I'm a little less um, I'm a little less uh, what's the word? Confident sure. in it. Yeah. Uh, because I have to perform differently. But I still run with it either way. Um, but yeah, it's like a good kind of nervous that you get. Yeah. The kind that you need to feel an excited, it. a yeah. positive nervous. It's just, a, it's just literally like a, it's an adrenaline that it mm. gives you. Honestly, it's like a high. Like at the end of it, yeah. you just feel like that was fun. That's intense. Really? There's moments in the show, obviously, where if your show has peaks and troughs and all that. Like, when you just stand there and see everyone there, like, that's always a really good experience. Just, like, mm -hmm. look at each person one by one and, like, look at who's there. It's like big, some familiar faces yeah. sometimes. And then, um... But you also, you especially notice the ones you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, those people, like, like, they all came, you know, they took a risk for themselves, <laughs> like, going out to something not knowing, like, who you are. Yeah. And... Um, and they took that risk, they spent money to come, and, and they came, they made it out, and to see them, like, just genuinely enjoying themselves, and, like, being happy, like, I mean, that's, that's, like, just, yeah, that's beautiful, I mean, it makes yeah, you, cool. it reaffirms you, definitely, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not <laughs> I think one thing is, though, that, like, a lot of times when you're starting off, like, you'll be opening for other artists, and a lot of people there are more so rather to see them than you so like that makes the performance that more fun sometimes so, some, so sometimes so sometimes you just gotta like it took me some time to kind of just like accept that and be like look they're not here for me but like i'm still like, gonna do what i can to like try like, and like make them fuck with me i feel like you have less at stake as an opening artist yeah mm -hmm. so it kind of makes it more fun at times yeah yeah to be honest like yeah. they're, not, they're not there to see you so if they don't like your performance, then you know and it gives you a it's not like they were disappointed. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's true. But then, like, if they do enjoy it, then they'll come out to see you more. Exactly. Or they'll, like start. They'll actually like start yeah. putting you on the radar. Exactly. So that being said, you opened for Kosha Dills. Um, <laughs> that was a long time. ago. That was a really long time. <laughs> that ago. was before Spice Got existed. Yeah. Was that when you were just like? <clears throat> yeah, I was doing like electronic music and stuff. That was when you were still. Yeah. No, that wasn't my first show. My first show was in middle school at like a community center and like four people showed up. <laughs> For real? Yeah. That was like me and my friends DJing dubstep in middle school. And uh, yeah, that was my first show ever. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that, that, was, that was my first show and literally three people came. So that was a fun time. Well, those are three people that I never forgot. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Um, so like moving forward with like what you guys are on now, it's like... Spice to know that, like you said, um, when I initially asked you to do this episode, like you had mentioned that, like, you know, this summer was going to be pretty monumental. So yeah. I want to know, I guess, what, what you mean? Um, I mean, by monumental, I mean, I really haven't dropped any music up to this point. Like, um, I, I'd like to say that, like, at this point, there are a decent amount of people within the walking music community that know who I am and, like, know what I'm doing. But, um... Uh, right now, I'm just kind of this guy who's produced a couple tracks for a few people. Um, I've got not even too much out right now. I've got a couple tracks dropping soon mm -hmm. with um, Niall, 
and Budadar. They're Shout both, out those guys. Yeah, they're both cold, but um, I got stuff like that coming out. Um, I work very, very frequently with uh, Lucian Parker. Uh, we Shout do a lot of work Lucian. together. So we got, I'd say like, we probably got the most tracks in the vault of anyone I've been working with, but um, aside from that, I'm looking to kind of release my own music and, you know, venture more into being an artist rather than a producer. Not that I'm going to be singing on the tracks or anything, but <coughs> I'm going to be kind of, you know, <coughs> taking that next step because um, I think a lot of times people will, like, as a producer, will be kind of hesitant to take the spotlight. Yeah. But, um, sure. I think that, like, I think that I can craft a sound that will be unique and kind of like speak for itself that like I don't need to be singing on the track or rapping or doing anything like I'm going to have people on my tracks and I'm going to make the vision come to life and I'm going to capture a vibe yeah that's what I was talking about earlier with the show like it's really all about capturing a vibe in music in general yeah where do you guys like as and not even I'm not even a, no I'll say producing because um, that mostly applies to this question what do you know like enough is enough for the day you guys will be up late. Sometimes if I get a headache, definitely plenty of nights where I'll go home with a headache. Just at the end. Yeah. But um, also just if I can't keep my eyes open anymore, straight up, low-key. Yeah. Right. For me, I'd say it's not really enough is enough for the day. I kind of take production as more of like blocks of like days at a time. Progress. Yeah, like um, you know, this yeah, past he locks in for like a weekend. Like this, like three days worth. This this days. past week, from what like Tuesday through Sunday, I've just been kind of like working on music, locking it all day, every day. That's been the focus, and then I think like Sunday night, I was like, all right, now I've been working so hard this week. I got this big folder like demos I've recorded. Like now, let me sit back and relax for the evening and like take a little break and then restore. And then we get back to work on Monday. Mm -hmm. It's, it's good to increment that. Yeah. Um, I really treat it kind of like a work week where it's just like I'm working for this period of days nonstop, really. Yeah, totally. Um, what would you say both of you, like, you think that, like, thus far, what do you feel like has been, like, a defining moment for you in your music career um, that just kind of reminded you, like, why you're doing it? Almost hitting this 10K. <laughs> I mean, that's exciting. Really? Yeah. So, what will happen once that's achieved? I don't know. More music to drop. Yeah. Fair. Well, I have so many songs. I have at least 10. Like, no, I can't tell. What do you like to write about? Lost Love. Lost Love. Um, just about myself. Um, how I feel about certain things. How I feel about people. How I feel about... I don't know. You'd have to listen to each song individually, really, to get the picture. Yeah, but, totally. yeah. Where do you feel like you draw, like, the most emotion from in your life, like, um, that, like, just inspires you to go harder? Um, complicated relationships. Yeah. It's like, you can love so many people, and, like, it's, it's never really just simple, you know? Not... Like, sometimes, oh, it's hard to explain. Yeah. We can cut, we can cut most of this. But no, no, I mean, that's, that <laughs> <laughs> no, makes sense. I mean, I um, yeah. Sure. What about you, Spice? Like, how do you, how would, how would you, like, back to the original question, like, you know, the defining moment that reminded you, 
that you do what you do? I feel like there's not a defining moment. It's like defining moments constantly. And that's really what I feel like there needs to be. Because it's really always ups and downs in music. And that's, there's going to be days where you're like, wow, I'm on top of my shit. Like, I'm doing really well. Like, this person, like, in, like this beat I made for them or whatever. Or, like, I did this really nice mix. But then there's going to be days where you can't do anything. And you just kind of got to count on, like, looking at constant things and looking at the little things and, like, those little, um, you know, things that you did and, like, saying, wow, I did this, let's keep going. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, one big thing because if I, I feel like if I put it on one big thing, like, I can't sit there waiting for big things to happen. I need to, like, yeah. I need to be cool with, like, little steps and, like, little pieces being where I'm at. To lead up to yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally agree. Um, all right, we're going to close out. Closing questions. <clears throat> what keeps you up at night? Mm. I keep myself up at night a lot. Like, I don't know. If there's a reason I can't sleep at night, it's probably because I'm thinking too much about like, life and shit. Um, Self-doubt type shit saying it's the end of the day maybe I didn't accomplish as much as I wanted to in one day I'm sitting there just thinking why can't you why didn't you accomplish that today like what was the factor like and maybe I did accomplish enough but I just felt like I didn't but so there's like voice the voice all everyone has like the voice in their head that tells yeah. them like it's that imposter syndrome literally yeah but spice what keeps you up at night um like trip I mean really just like thinking um I think a lot like I'd like to think that a lot of people especially in the entertainment industry think a lot and overthink things and like I've got to catch myself sometimes but like at night is one of the times where I can't really do much um aside from fall asleep to stop myself from overthinking there's nothing to distract myself from thinking about stuff during the day you can you know go do whatever and not think about it but at night you've kind of got to deal with what you're thinking about you know, whatever's going on in life, and <clears throat> I definitely, like, feel like, um, there's just a lot to think about, um, in life in general, and, like, especially once you've undergone so many yeah. radical changes, yeah. like, yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely kind of, like, switched up a lot of what I'm doing, and, like, constant uncertainty, especially, and, you know, um, doing something that you're uncertain about where you're going to be at, you know, the ups and the downs, it's going to, like, affect you, and you're going to be thinking about it um, late at night. And that's just kind of why a lot of times late at night I'll take, like, a walk. Um, you know, I'll clear my head. I'll listen to some music I made without thinking about, like, oh, that's my music. That's honestly sometimes when, sometimes when I, like, hear a song I did, and I'm, like, I don't know it's really where I want it to be until I'll take, like, a late night walk, like, probably like 2 a.m. or something because I can't sleep and I'll just like walk to Walgreens or something you know 24-7 shout out mm -hmm. Walgreens Dude, yeah <laughs> honestly shout out the Oakland and Locust Walgreens mm -hmm. I, I go to the one on Brady I got my prescriptions from there <laughs> but uh I'll just, walk, I'll just walk there late at night they know me I'm there like lots of nights just like walking there I'll have my earbuds in I'll be listening to a song and I'll just be like at peace God come a spice yeah yeah um that's my therapy. There you go. 
Um, what, uh, what puts you to sleep, Trip? What puts me to sleep? Mm, that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking mad at you I'll right talk. now. Playing a video game or something. Mm. I don't know. Or the sound of other people playing video games. Hell no. Like, I'll watch a movie or something <laughs> and put myself to sleep. You didn't fall but asleep like, to Brock playing Fortnite? I've fallen asleep producing a few times, but um, normally, yeah, usually I just, like I said, pussy in video games. <laughs> um, <laughs> Spice will put you to sleep. Honestly, I don't know, like melatonin. Because <laughs> yeah. in reality, it's like, I feel like it's kind of hard to sleep nowadays. That's just how it is where I'm at. But mm-hmm. um, not not too much puts me to sleep aside from really like. Sometimes I'll smoke a blunt. I, I, like, <laughs> I thought that was going to be your answer, actually. Not, sometimes but, I really will go out of my way just to smoke a blunt just to go to sleep. The, the truth is, like I was talking about earlier, where like I will <clears> work for periods of days and then like take this rest period, I feel like. I don't really let myself sleep until I feel like I've like done enough to like earn that sleep. Mm-hmm. And if I haven't been working hard enough and I'm like not feeling good about where I'm at, then like I'm not gonna let myself sleep. Yeah. It's like I'm just kind of damn near punishing myself yeah. for like not working hard enough. But like you said, you said so. No. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> it's just like I won't. I won't let my body go to sleep because I'm like I need to accomplish something. Yeah. For sure. Yep. We've all been there. Um, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being on the show. What? <laughs> do it that <laughs> You were going for like a handshake. It's, yeah, I. No, I wanted to do a dab, and you went for a handshake with me. Well, you want to dab me up again? That's the most. <laughs> you get my left hand. <laughs> Studio Twenty One X. Um, uh, these guys, you can find them there any time of day. Yeah, follow us uh, on Instagram, Studio21X, Facebook, Studio21X. How would you follow us on Instagram? Yeah, you can follow me, trip.yuh, Y-U-H. Yeah. Follow me, yeah. My socials are Spice God with a zero instead of an O. <laughs> Spice G-Zero-D. Because Spice God was taken, bro. Someone took it. Oh. I'm going to get it one of these days. Oh, you're on that. All right, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.